the sword of the Spirit and the anointing of God. Welcome to the Faith Center Audio Experience Podcast. We are excited to have you listen with us today. We pray this podcast encourages you in your walk with Christ. Welcome Faith Center Church members and friends. The order of services are all in-person services have been canceled until further notice. Sunday morning worship is at 10 a.m. streaming live on our website, faithcenterchurchct.com, also on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. On Tuesdays, the FCC Youth Virtual Trivia for all youth and young adults is held on Zoom every Sunday from 12 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. for ages 5 to 12, and from 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m. for ages 13 to 18. To participate, please sign up via the church website. On Fridays, join us for our evening prayer call at 7 p.m. See the church website for more information. On Saturdays, join us for the men's fellowship call at 9 a.m. via Zoom. See the church website also for more details. Also, on every Saturday, join us for Bible school at 6.55 p.m. to 8 p.m. via conference call. It is our prayer that you continue to join us each week. If you would like to receive the lesson for next week's class, please go to our website and click Contact Us. On August 1st, from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., there will be a virtual credit repair seminar via Zoom. Don't let bad credit destroy your dreams. This is a free one-day seminar taught by credit repair specialist Stephanie Lawrence. Learn how to quickly improve your credit score and live your best life. All members and non-members are welcome. To RSVP, please go to church website. Can't make it to service? Take us with you and listen to our various podcast shows. Go to church website and click podcast for more information. And now for today's word from our Bishop Joseph Norfleet. While you yet stand, I would that you would hear the word of God. We're coming from a book today that it's been a long time since I spoke from. The book of Jonah. The book of Jonah. I know that many of you know that very strategic story, the life of Jonah the prophet. Amen. We're going to be reading in the first chapter of Jonah, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12, and you have verses 15 through, 6, 15 through 17. When you have that, say, I have arrived. Amen. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amalekai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid up there thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the marinas, or the mariners, were afraid and cried to them to his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down 
into the sky of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meaneth thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said everyone to his fellow, Come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thy occupation? And what is coming thou? What is thy country? And of what people are thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had killed them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee? that the sea may be calm unto us. For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. Verse 12, And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Verses 15 and 17, if you will indulge me. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a bright fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. The word of the Lord is blessed. You may have your seats. Number one, I'm so glad that that's not the end of the story. Come to tell somebody today that you don't have to end up and live in a dark place. You might be in a dark and dismal place now, like the belly of a fish, but you don't have to be there forever. I come to tell somebody that God is the deliverer, and He will free you from your dark place. He will free you from hopelessness. He will free you from sickness. He will free you from doom and despair. Our God is a mighty God. He's a merciful God. If I can just get money in there, I'll feel a little bit better. Anybody know I'm telling the truth? Hallelujah. I want to teach, preach from the subject today. You can run. But you can't hide. <laughs> ah, with your six foot of distance, why don't you turn to somebody today and tell them, you can run, but you cannot hide. Ah, we live in a world that is unstable. It's fragile and is vulnerable to the severe judgment of God at any moment. For a long time now, there have been wars and rumors of wars. Nations are rising against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Mm. There are constant famine and pestilences 
on every continent, pestilences. The Bible told us about that. We know that these pestilences, these famines, many times are the result of God's people or the people living in sin, refusing to do right. And so God allows certain things from time to time to take place to bring the people back to themselves to, to a place where they can reason and, and think on these things. The whole idea is that they would repent. Pestilences. Interesting word, actually, in the Hebrew tongue, uh, when God sent the pestilences and the famines and so forth, even there in Egypt, that his people might be free. Throughout the Bible, pestilences has come. I, I, I discovered something very interesting in my studies, and that is that specifically the word pestilence is from the Hebrew word debir. D-E-B-E-R, Debir. Now that I might be giving it a French twist, but it's Hebrew. Uh, you can pronounce it however you want, it means the same. It literally means plagues, or watch this, viruses, diseases, diseased. God will send things to allow you to be diseased so that you can come to the one who can give you comfort, the one who can give you peace, the only one who can deliver you. So viruses are really pestilences. Isn't that interesting? Man has placed himself over time. We can see it, we can watch the news, we can step out of our door and we see the man has placed himself in the seat of God and he has decided what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is bad. He has decided <laughs> whether we shall obey what they say is the word of God or God's commandments. They even say that God's word, God's commandments, and God's way, they say it is old school practices. There are some old school practices that we don't ever need to give up. <laughs> because they're righteous. Because they're holy. Because it's God's will. God's way. There in our societies today is a great loss of respect and reverence for our holy God. The God of creation, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jireh, Elohim, Jehovah Tiskinu, the God of creation. There is much disrespect and irreverence for him. But God, even here in the text, sent Nineveh, sent Jonah to Nineveh to speak a word against them so that they would know truth and return to him. Even so, God today is speaking to us that we might go to the Ninevehs in our communities, the Ninevehs of our homes, the Ninevehs of our workplace, and speak against the of the people. The wrong in the nation. He has sent us. But the question is, have you accepted the assignment or are you on the run? I wish you had somebody to turn to and tell them again, you can run, but you can't hide. And so we see that the scenario 
today is actually the same as it was in the day of Nineveh. But we thank God that he is a God of mercy. <laughs> and can I tell you something? He's also a God of love. But because God is a God of love, doesn't mean he's going to continue to tolerate our foolishness. No one goes to hell without warning. No one. I remember the story, if I can tell it real quick, of the grandmother who was watching her grandkid. And they felt that they could do whatever they wanted to do when they were in grandma's house because grandma was old and grandma couldn't run fast. And, and you know, grandma didn't have the strength to slap, dash, and dice like she used to. I don't know what I'm talking about. You never lived with your grandmother. Amen. And so they were acting up in the front room where all of her knickknacks were and all of her favorite things. And she yelled from the bedroom, all right, now, y'all keeping too much fun to them. Bring that noise down. Y'all stop that playing now. And they just kept on and kept on and kept on. Grandma loved her grandkids. But eventually, Grandma heard something drop and break. Grandma came out of that room, and everybody knew she was dead. She lit the whole room up, tore up. Y'all. She loved them. But she beat them good. And I'm in the Bible. Don't look at me funny. I'm in the Bible. Because the Bible says, God, those that God loves, He chases. He disciplines. He deals with them. Why? All so that they won't do that wrong again. He's a loving God. He's a merciful God. He's long suffering. God will fulfill His will regardless. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slightly, but in long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Nineveh wasn't even what we regard or know as a Christian nation, but God loves everybody. God is merciful to everyone. That's why I say no one gets to go to hell without having an opportunity to repent. Now here's the thing, there's some folk that are doing wrong that God wants to send you and has told you to go and do this, do that, that they might be saved. This is a message of responsibility today. This is a message to bring us back to why God created us. Yes, to bring glory and honor today, but there's some places that he wants to see you. There's some things that God wants to get done through you. I'm talking to somebody today. Uh, Jonah thought that he could run his way out of or from responsibility. We all have responsibility to live holy, to live right. Many of you are influencing people when you don't even realize it. the way you act, the way you treat people, the way you speak, the way you con conduct yourself. That's why we're called to be holy at all times. Hallelujah. Everything you do, you ought to be holy in it. When you sleep, y'all sleep holy. When you start, y'all be a holy snow. Everything that emanates from you ought to be holy. Your thinking ought to be holy, pure and clean. Because as you think, so you are, and so you will perform a being. So whenever you get an incorrect thought, you got to correct it quickly. Come on, somebody say quickly. Y'all jump on it, jump on it, jump on it. You got to jump on it. Each 
one of us here, or under the sound of my voice, like Jonah, has been given responsibilities that plural. Responsibilities. This message is to remind us of our holy responsibilities. We've got a job to do. It's important for each of us, for each of you, to understand that the kingdom of God, which is here and now, the Bible speaks of the kingdom of God, talking about right now, the kingdom of God, no one is called to a task without being first deputized to perform the duty or the responsibility. So you can't say, I can't, I can't. Many times, when God calls us, when God calls us to do something, and we say, I can't, I can't, we're not really saying, I can't. We're really saying, I don't want to. But what I read, let me tell you all something. When you continue to read in the text, it makes it very clear that Jonah didn't just not like the people of Nineveh, because they weren't like him. <laughs> the Bible literally says that Jonah hated the people of Nineveh. This lets us know that you don't get to pick and choose your assignment. God will send you to who he wants to send you to. And you already said yes when you got saved. You said, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. You got to remember your commitment. Tell yourself, I must remember my commitment. And so I come today to remind somebody that you've been deputized for service. You've been deputized to do a great work. And when you're deputized, I don't know if you understand that any sheriff uh, can deputize any person at any time to uh, do lawful acts. Deputize, when you deputize, you're given three things. I want you to hear it. I'm not talking about a gun or this or that. Amen. <laughs> the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Praise God. And when you deputize, you're given at least three things. Number one, you're given power. Number two, you're given authority. And number three, you're given knowledge. We have power, which is the ability of force to do. We are able to do. We have authority, which is the right. We were told to do it by the one that, that, is, that is lawful to tell you to do it. We have the right, amen, and the knowledge or the know-how. You know how when a person is deputized, they're given some instructions. They're told what to do. And if they didn't tell you that, that's not part of your instruction. Amen. The Holy Ghost will teach you. So, well, I don't know yet. Well, that's because you don't need to use that knowledge yet. Because in the time, open your mouth. And the Bible lets us know that the Holy Ghost will speak to it. But you see, it's a whole issue of faith. You've got to believe that God will be there for you when you need Him to speak through you. That's an amen moment. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't run. If we're going to run, we're going to run to and not from. Jonah was an anointed prophet of the Lord. Jesus even said to his disciples, and I say that for a point, when you're a prophet of the Lord, it means you've been deputized. You've been given power by, from, through the Holy Spirit to do what God has called you to do. Regardless of how you feel like it. You ever had to pray for someone who was dreadfully sick when you were sick yourself? How? But you prayed and God healed them? It's because you've been on, you've been deputized, anointed, praise the Lord. And so here, even we see that the disciples didn't get to go out just because, but Jesus of Nazareth anointed them. 
John 20, verses 21 and 22 says this interesting uh, statement here. He said, Then said Jesus unto them, and this was after he was resurrected and came back and was, and was sending them out to do the thing that he did. He said that all. They didn't run, they were in power. said, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. That's what he's saying to you today. Put your name on it. He's saying that to you. Verse 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive the Holy Ghost. That means they were deputized. They received everything that they needed. Uh, this story, the book of Jonah, the prophet, tells the story of the attempt to run away from his calling or his responsibility and how God stopped him and turned him around. Don't tell me God will stop you. God will put, when you're doing wrong, God will put signs before you. He will put blocks in front of you, all to stop you and turn you around. Won't he do it? This shows that you can run, but you can't hide. You can procrastinate, but you've got to get back to the job. It's time to get back to living holy when they can see you and when they can't see you. To speak holy. When it's convenient and when it's not convenient, I'm talking to somebody. I'm not going to ask anybody's forgiveness for preaching holiness today. Because it's holiness of hell. You got to live right. Amen. I get two people to clap. That means they are true. We are God's chosen people. We're called out to be holy, called out to demonstrate the heart and the hand of God. We are the mouthpiece of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonah was a prophet. But the Bible doesn't tell a lot of the prophetic things that he did. His task was to go and tell the people you're wrong and you're going to die and you're messing up if you don't get it right. See, we want to prophesy cars and houses. <laughs> but the office of the prophet goes well beyond telling people good things. You got to be able, willing, and responsible to tell folks when they mess up. I'm not talking about out of your head, but I'm talking about out of the heart of God. If God speaks to you, I know there's a witness in the room someplace. I'm just acting fine. Jonah ran away from his responsibility because he didn't like the people of Nineveh. I told y'all before, the Bible says he literally hated them. It's in the text. He hated them. But he knew that God had told him to go even though he didn't want to do what God told him to do. Have you ever tried to run away from your responsibility, whatever it was? It may not have been as big as going to a nation or a city or a people and telling them to get right. It may have been simply to tell someone who you didn't know, or no, excuse me, to tell someone that you knew didn't like you, that God still loved you. Or was it a situation where God impressed upon your heart to encourage or pray for that one who you knew was planning and plotting against you? Yet you cannot deny that God is telling you to go and tell them this, to go and be a blessing to them. When God moves on you, you need not question it. You need not have a second thought about it. Praise God. 
A few days ago, I had a person come to me and ask me to, to, to loan them some money that they might buy a large, a large purchase, that they might make a large purchase. And this person had borrowed from me time and time again and had not paid me back. Somebody, can you feel me? Can you feel me? You, you want me to what? You, you, you asking? You asking me? And you know what? The Lord touched my heart. And I felt impressed of the Lord to not loan him a dime, but to give him every penny that he asked for. Oh, Where's the shot now? Where's the phrase? I don't see nobody dancing in the arm back. And you know what? I obeyed it. I did it. And this great elation came over me like I did the will of God. See, in the kingdom of God, you don't get to pick and choose your son. You don't get to pick and choose who you're going to bless. Oh, they've been good to me, so I'm going to bless them. Only. <laughs> you must accept your son and fulfill your son. And so, this is a story, praise God, hallelujah. This is a story, but this story is so much more than just a story of a man and a great fish. Jonah in the well. First of all, the Bible doesn't say that it's a well. But if I mistakenly say a well, y'all forgive me. I'm just human. But the Bible says that God prepared a great fish. Who prepared the fish? God prepared a great fish. But even in this, it is a story of how God is able to keep or protect you in an unsafe place, in an unsafe environment. Well, I'm going to preach this thing today. Who wants to be in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights? Y'all don't understand this. And God did this to get him to a place of repentance so he would do his will. That's love. That's love. So don't tell me what God won't do in order to get you to do. He allowed it to go into an unsafe place. Come on, an unsafe place where there's regurgitation take place. In the belly, there are certain acids that are built to break down foods and meals and things and stuff. There are <laughs> unpleasant smells in the belly of a fish. Mm. Yet God sent them there. It's an unsafe place. But I come to let you know that even in an unsafe place, even in unfamiliar territory, where things go bump in the back, God is still able to keep you. God is still able to protect you. God is still able to guide and guard you as you walk through. It's an unsafe place. It's a dark place. It's an said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Come on, everybody. And your God, the God of creation, God, Elohim, God, Shadiah, God, Jehovah Jireh, is right there in the midst of the darkness. He's right there in the belly of the well. He will protect me. He will guide me. Somebody right now is living in a 
community in a state where COVID is running away. Don't be afraid, but know that God is able to keep you. God is able to bring you out on the days of your life. You gotta trust and know that God is. I said He's faithful to deliver you. Thank you, Jesus. So no matter what it from the belly of the man, you don't like praying God. You don't like what's going on. But yet you can't deny even to this point. God has kept you. God has protected you. Hallelujah. For God is with you. Even in the dark place. And the Bible says that he prayed and praised while he was in the belly of the will. And watch this. God will hear your cry. No matter how far you seem away. No matter where you are or what you do. I come to tell you that God hears you. Right now. And he's about to give you another chance. The Bible says that he called the man to vomit up Jonah. And when he vomited up, he was in the place, near the place that he needed to be. God is so strategic. Hallelujah. I love God's GPS. He will bring you to the place called right there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jonah said, yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll do. Thank you, Jesus. You gotta get to the task. You gotta run. It's time to stop running now. I'm not talking about spreading for Jesus. Somebody said I've been running for Jesus a long time. And I'm not tired yet. You keep on running for Jesus. But it's time to stop running away from God and do the work of God. Do the will of anybody here in this place. Jonah prayed and praised from his dark place. I want you, I'm about to close, but I want somebody to acknowledge and recognize your dark place right now. I know that there's so many, not just Americans, but so many people that are living in fear right now. Fear is a dark place. Is COVID going to overtake me? Is is it going to overtake my loved ones? What's going to happen if I go here or go there? Come to tell somebody that God has not given us the spirit of fear. But love and power and a sound mind. The watch is in all of that. God has also given you the spirit of wisdom. He'll speak to you. That's why you got to be in tune to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because there are some places that you'll think are safe to God. But God said no. And then there's some places, hallelujah, that you want to stay out of. And God will say to God, you got to hear the voice of the Lord. I've been telling this church for a long time that we're living in a day that you must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Jonah was, in fact, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Bible is clear. He knew and understood what God was sending him to do. 
but because he hated the people. He said, why, why should I go? He said, Lord, these filthy, vile people, you're just going to forgive them. <laughs> you're just going to, and I don't think you're just going to forgive them anyway. I know you're going to do it. And so when he was believing, Lord God, just do your thing, but don't, be involved, don't involve me in your What kind of talk is that? God wants to use someone in this listening audience today. Do a great and powerful work. You may be in a dark place now, in an unsafe place now, but God is about to bring you out. I don't know how long this pandemic is going to last, but I know that it can't outlast God. Got a close sense. God delivered the people of Nineveh. Jonah went and he preached for days. And you would think that the people were so mean and terrible that they would never hear and receive the word of God. But it was their time. And God knew. God knows all things. The Bible says that the people begin to repent. It didn't just end in the bottom of the middle. But the Bible says that the kings they declared everything's going to go on fast. We're going to change our ways from the top to the bottom. In my ecclesiastical imagination, I can hear and see each of you standing in your minimum place, whether it's your job, your home, your community, whatever, and declaring the love of God, declaring the word of God, declaring the mercy of God. And I can envision change. I can envision the people turn. It wouldn't be the first time, or the second or third time. 911, after that, everybody was running to the churches. The churches were full. God has called you, and it is your responsibility to live holy before the people. Go to Nineveh and tell them what God said. I've got to close, I've got to close. There's so much more that I want to say. But saints, we've already said yes to the Lord. <sighs> Follow your commitment. You can run, but you can't hide. And you've been deputized to do this great work. Father, I thank you now for your word that has come to the hearers, each one that will listen to this word. Let us be stirred in our spirit, and you God. That we would be quick, swift, to go to that place that you called us to, even though it may not seem comfortable. Lord, help us to be energetic, even encouraged, that when you speak, we shall quickly obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Come on, let's give God praise. Thank you for tuning in. Also, help us if you can to spread this word to the nations by giving. You can give the following ways. Cash app, dollar sign, F-C-C-C, Kojic. PayPal, FaceCenterCT at AOL.com. 
Givelify, Face Center, Cogent, or mail in at 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut, 06450. We'll see you on next week.